You're listening to the Things I Think About podcast. I'm your host, Jim Stroud. Black Lives Matter raised $90 million last year. But where did the money go? The Daily Mail did a very, they did, (laughs) they wrote a long article with a very long headline. And the headline reads, uh, yeah, BLM Group raked in $90 million in donations last year. Leaders disclose finances for the first time, but angry local chapters say they are not being given any of the money. <laughs> long headline, long article, but very interesting article. I'll talk more about it right after this. This podcast is brought to you by Black History Quiz because it takes more than a month to learn our history. History is not black and white. It's complicated. America was built on slave labor, yet blacks owned slaves as well. The Republican Party was founded to abolish slavery, but today most blacks vote Democrat. And sometimes, just sometimes, African kings marry white. No matter the race, people are complicated, filled with contradictions and change with the times. To view history through the lenses of today's culture cheats the learner of the full story. Black History Quiz is a newsletter that shares facts you might not have learned in school and certainly did not learn from mainstream media. Black History Quiz educates, sparks debate, and often puts history in a brand new light. Visit blackhistoryquiz.com and subscribe to the weekly newsletter. No matter your perspective of history, you will not be disappointed. Blackhistoryquiz.com Okay, a quick recap of what I just said previously. Black Lives Matter raised $90 million last year. But where did the money go? Uh, The Daily Mail wrote a very long article on it uh, with a very long headline. Headline being, BLM Group raked in $90 million in donations last year. Leaders disclosed finances for the first time, but angry local chapters say they are not being given any of the money. Uh, As I said, long article, but worth to read. But here are some of the finer points. Uh, If I had to bullet point it, I would bullet point it this way. Point number one, Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation is now building infrastructure to catch up to the speed of its funding. Point number two, Black Lives Matter uh, Black Lives Matter plans to use its endowment to become known for more than protests. Another point, Black Lives Matter co-founder Patrice Culler said the foundation is focused on a need to reinvest into black communities. Another point, The foundation said it committed $21.7 million in grant funding to official and unofficial Black Lives Matter chapters, as well as 30 Black-led local organizations. And one more point. It ended 2020 with a balance of more than $60 million after spending nearly a quarter of its assets on the grant funds and other charitable giving. A few more quotes uh, from the article. eight-year history that BLM leaders have revealed a detailed look at their finances. In its report, the BLM Foundation said individual donations via its main fundraising platform averaged $30.76, 
more than 10% of the donations were recurring. The report does not state who gave the money in 2020, and leaders declined to name prominent donors. In a letter released November 30th, the BLM number 10 claimed most chapters have received little to no financial resources from the BLM movement since its launch in 2013. That has had adverse consequences for the scope of their organizing work, local chapter leaders told the AP. My impression is that since Black Lives Matter has been under constant pressure by its local groups uh, for financial backing, um, endured earlier scrutiny over its finances, was snubbed by political allies and mired in controversy to say the least, it is seeking greater legitimacy in the eyes of the public to include their detractors. I think they are playing the long game as evident by their alignment with the public school systems. Although some see said alignment as an unwanted intrusion set to further divide America, a survey of teachers proved that it will be more welcomed than not. Such is only the beginning of Black Lives Matter's ambitions as I suspect they are striving to become a bona fide political party. According to a February 15, 2021 Daily Mail article, Black Lives Matter has already tried to establish itself as an official political entity, at least in the United Kingdom. Here's a quote. The Electoral Commission has rejected a controversial application to set up a Black Lives Matter political party in Britain because its name would be likely to mislead voters. The independent election watchdog argued that a reasonable voter could assume that the party represents or is in some way associated with the grassroots Black Lives Matter movement and its official UK affiliate. A spokesperson told Mail Online that the party's proposed constitution and financial scheme were incomplete and also rejected, as the manifesto did not determine the structure and organization of the party. The application was submitted to the election watchdog by applicants whose identities remain unknown just five months after the killing of black man George Floyd by police officers in Minneapolis. Hmm. Further down in the article, it reads, uh, yes, Tory backbenchers claim the application to set up the party proved that BLM was a partisan political project with left-wing objectives, including deconstructing the concept of family and defunding the police. However, at the time the bid was lodged, the main Black Lives Matter UK group insisted it had no affiliation with the applicants. Hmm. Sounds like some people were calling themselves Black Lives Matter to represent the group overall, but they did not have the official uh, association with the group. Uh, I'm have to read a little bit more to that. Uh, but let me let me let me go on. Um, while unsuccessful in the UK, some are lobbying for BLM to form a political party here in the U.S. Uh, one of those people being Robert Johnson, the founder and creator of BET, Black Entertainment Television. Now, so far, uh, Black Lives Matter has created its own super PAC, and as far as I know, has not yet applied to officially become a political party here in the United States. That being said, I do not think that Black Lives Matter is able to create a long-lasting alternative to the Democratic Party. Why? 
Well, uh, since 1968, no Republican presidential candidate has received more than 13% of the African-American vote. And surveys of African-Americans regularly show that upwards of 80% of African-Americans self-identify as Democrats. However, President Trump has somehow managed to successfully chip away a significant amount of that loyalty. Listen to this quote from the blog Red State. According to the poll, the number of blue-collar workers who call themselves Republicans has gone up by 12% in the last decade. Meanwhile, blue-collar workers who identify as Democrats have dropped by 8 points. The number of black and Hispanic blue-collar workers who identify as Republican has also gone up, with Hispanics up 13% and with black blue-collar workers up 7% over that same period of time. Meanwhile, the white-collar worker numbers have stayed about the same, with the GOP losing just 1% and Democrats picking up that 1%. A lot of that growth and change is people who came to the party under President Donald Trump because they saw the positives and changes that were happening to help the American worker. If the Democratic Party are losing their influence on black and Hispanic voters, then they do not want to lose their leverage to anyone because it reduces their political power, something they will not release without a fight. And neither would Republicans if they were in power. Such being the case, I would expect Democrats to block any meaningful steps of Black Lives Matter becoming a viable third party. If by some means Black Lives Matter managed to pull it off, I imagine they would likely meet strong resistance from the Democratic Party, even as they continued, the Black Lives Matter group, uh, vilifying Republicans. At the end of the day, I think Black Lives Matter will be forced to remember how the Democrat leadership supported them when it was politically expedient. <laughs> I'm thinking now back when there were so many peaceful uh, protests yet separated themselves once the political winds changed. <laughs> and the political winds seemed to change when the media and others in power realized that all of the riots and protests and looting were hampering the vote. <laughs> but I digress. At best, um, I think Black Lives Matter will continue to be influenced within the Democratic Party because they are too useful as a galvanizer of outrage and thereby votes. I think Black Lives Matter is smart enough to realize that and will use that fact to get what they can get as long as they do not dare threaten the Democratic power structure. <sighs> as I think about this, I cannot help but wonder how history is repeating itself. Uh, because I, I'm, I'm thinking about obvious parallels between Black Lives Matter and the Black Panther Party uh, during the Civil Rights era. Listen to this quote from, from history.com. Huey Newton and Bobby Seale drew on Marxist ideology for the party platform. They outlined the organization's philosophical views and political objectives in a 10-point program, 
The 10-point program called for an immediate end to police brutality, employment for African Americans, and land, housing, and justice for all. The Black Panthers were part of the larger Black Power movement, which emphasized Black pride, community control, and unification for civil rights. While the Black Panthers were often portrayed as a gang, their leadership saw the organization as a political party whose goal was getting more African Americans elected to political office. They were unsuccessful on this front. By the early 1970s, FBI counterintelligence efforts, criminal activities, and an internal rift between group members weakened the party as a political force. The Black Panthers did, however, start a number of popular community social programs, including free breakfast programs for school children and free health clinics in 13 African-American communities across the United States. If history is indeed going to repeat itself, I predict four things for the Black Lives Matter movement. Prediction number one, on the national level, an image makeover will continue with Black Lives Matter toning down the defund the police rhetoric and the mostly peaceful protests so as to distance themselves from 2020. Black Lives Matter 2021 will be a new thing. So forget all about any previous negativity associated with them. Prediction number two, Black Lives Matter launches a series of social programs once the COVID pandemic is over. Those programs will be highly publicized, adored by the media, and well-received by the public. They will be the main explanation of how Black Lives Matter spends all of that donation money. Prediction number three, Black Lives Matter will, uh, on the down low, <laughs> support a new school of African-American politicians. They will appear to be moderate centrists on the outside, but inside be far-left radicals. The potency of the opposition research used against those politicians will decide uh, whether or not they win, barring any election day shenanigans. Hmm. And just to reiterate, until the Black Lives makeover is complete, uh, Black Lives Matter support of any candidate will be understated uh, for, I think, obvious reasons. Prediction number four, the Democratic Party will make more promises to Black Lives Matter as election season draws near. Election season of the U.S. House of Representatives in 2022, and of course, the presidential race in 2024. As a result, uh, I suspect that Black Lives Matter will either, one, use the occasion to get substantial rewards as payback uh, for the earlier snubs the Democratic Party has given them now that they are in power. And or two, they will be taking advantage of, again, which will result in infighting within Black Lives Matter movement, causing it to implode under pressure. Of course, all of those predictions could be wrong. Uh, I will leave this podcast posted here. Listen to it again in, I don't know, two years, four and see how good my predictions were. You have been listening to the Things I Think About podcast. If you love what you heard, hate what you heard, or don't know what you just heard, I want to know about it. Drop me an email. I can be reached at Jim Stroud, that's J-I-M-S-T-R-O-U-D, at jimstroud.com. So, until next time, bye-bye.